Uh, jam, man. The, between that and um, uh, the new Ghostbusters trailer. I still haven't seen the new Ghostbusters trailer. I got to watch it. What? Dude, I, it has gotten me so hyped for this movie. I am so psyched. I, I, I saw I like the early the like the early teasers that they had and I and it looked good. I haven't seen like the new ones they just came out with. They just released the international trailer, I think yesterday, maybe day before. Yeah, I saw it pop so, up on my YouTube. Yeah, dude, you it's I'm so hyped. It's the only like because we're leaving on the eleventh to go down to Florida. And I told Caitlin that the only request I have for the entire weekend that we're down in Florida is on the 11th. We have to find a movie theater to go see Ghostbusters. Absolutely. So she, she has in fact agreed. Um, <laughs> so I will buy her whatever she wants at SeaWorld. I'll buy her yeah, a whale. So <laughs> Exactly. afternoon or good evening depending on what time you're listening to this and welcome to go ask your father the podcast for dads by dads and about dads i am rob and i am joined by my faithful and wonderful co-host rob what's up rob it's so it's so weird saying that it rob, is a little weird rob, it's rob. now it's rob squared here and yeah. should, should i just call you jimmy or should i just stick with car, rob? Uh, actually rob. no i can't call you jimmy. yeah yeah it's, it's weird car weird. ramrod car ramrod ramrod yay <laughs> And we appreciate you guys tuning into the show. As always, let's get the admin out of the way before we kick off the episode proper. You can find the show across social media on Facebook and Instagram at Go Ask Your Father Podcast and on Twitter at G-A-Y-F Podcast. The show can be found on just about any streaming service, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just look up Go Ask Your Father and click on the one that it doesn't have a priest in the logo. You can also reach the show at GoAskYourFather4 at gmail.com. Now, on with the program. Rob, how you doing, man? I haven't really I'm, gotten to talk to you too much since last week. No, but I mean, it wasn't it wasn't too too long ago. We we message a lot. So it's like we're we're always, we're always keeping in touch. This is, that's a guy thing though, right? It's like you just you kind of just reach out. You don't ever have to really see each other. Women know they're like, "Oh my god, I haven't seen you. I'm about to die." Guys, just you're alive, right? Oh yeah, we're cool. You, you you're still breathing? Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Honestly, no, so far so, so so far so good. Uh, one of my best friends that I've that we've been friends for almost it'll be thirty years in a year and a half, and we talk like once every six months. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you guys never were apart. Exactly. Like him and his wife uh, and their son came over a couple weeks ago they were in town uh was trying to get rid of uh bobby's playhouse because he just climbs on it and he's gonna break it because he's getting so big <laughs> but um i i just posted on facebook and he contacted me he's like hey i'm in gloucester i can come by and get it i'm like absolutely so he came by with his wife and kid we hung out for like an hour and a half maybe two hours we just like nothing ever changed like i haven't seen him since before covid started so but 
dude, it was nice to see his kid. Last time I saw his kid, he was just born. <laughs> so. yeah, that's that's the crazy one when you start seeing those people that you haven't seen in forever, and they don't change much. It's easy to catch up with them, but then you see like kids growing a foot, and they're oh yeah, fully like having conversation and just yeah, watching kids grow always makes you feel really old. Like that's time's what off. off, man. Absolutely. So, like I I remember I think it was the last time I saw my nephew. He'd grown like maybe like four or five inches, had to, since the last time I saw him. And he's just getting, he's not, he's not big. He's going to be my brother's size. My brother's smaller than I am. But at the same time, it's just, it's incredible. He's just getting tall and just, a, just, it's, he's getting, he's growing up. Yeah, so, Derek, I think I have like one inch on Derek now. He's going to be taller <laughs> than me. That see, that's what scares me. I don't want Bobby to be taller than me. I want him to get those Taylor jeans where he's gonna be like maybe like five six or something like that. See, I I I tell him Derek all the time. That even if he is bigger than me, whenever he feels froggy and wants to square it up, <laughs> you better know. <laughs> like I'll remind him the pecking order. Exactly. Until then, I'm in like my mid fifties, and I know he'll beat the dog crap out of me. <laughs> I'm gonna still act tough. No, see, that's when you start fighting unfairly and have like a baseball bat. Like, right oh, here I'm going to carry a taser with me in my 50s. <laughs> there you go. See, I don't think I'm going to have that problem with Bobby. He's just going to he's going to continue to be Bobby. Yeah, and just Bobby's like, so lovable. Bobby yes. doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Uh, depends on who we're talking about because he and that's the thing. He's not. He's not really mean to our dog. But at the same time, there are some times where you can just tell Bobby wants nothing to do with him. And like he's like he's like straight up kicked him in the head a couple of times. And I'm just oh like, Bobby, you need to knock it off. You can't do that. Like he wants to just play with him a lot. Yeah. But that also entails him like getting on his back and trying to ride him like a horse. And Bobby is right around 60 pounds, whereas mm-hmm. Nemo is 32. So it's, it's, it's not working. It's not working well. So, so go ahead. What's that? Oh, I thought you were about to say something. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Nah, that is the, that is the, that is the amazing part with the animals though. Like our dog, she dealt with so much through all the kids laying on her, grabbing on her. Dogs just don't, they don't care. As long as they got their human. That's true. Like our when we Caitlin and I were first married, we had uh, Jade and Chancy. Uh, Chancy was a Chihuahua, and Jade was like a pit mix, but she was like seventy five, eighty pounds. Like she was a beast, and I she thought she was a lap dog. Like that is literally my favorite dog of all time. You can ask Ashley about Jade, and like she will gush about Jade. Jade was just that good of a dog. But um, when Bobby was a baby. Like people like have all these uh, like just thoughts and opinions on pit bulls, and and when it's all said and done, honestly, pit bulls are fantastic dogs. Like were, Jade, were, Jade, they were, they were nursing dogs. They're yeah. babies. Bobby would mess with her face and just like her jowls and everything, oh. and Jade would just kind of like look at me and just be like, "Really? Why did you bring this one home?" So. <laughs> It's oh, she was such a good dog, and I love Nemo. Nemo is a great dog. He just, I feel bad for him because Bob, he's he doesn't have the size to really kind of contend with Bobby. So we just gotta like do his best and hope for the best. 
Yeah, I so. my dog my dog Cammy. I uh, she's nine. I don't know what I'd ever do without her. She I've had so many people tell me like oh like she's like the perfect dog. She doesn't do anything wrong. She listens so well. Yeah. I don't know how I replace her. I still will because I love animals. But now that Ashley's, we have a at the in the beginning of November she gets her purebred puppy Dachshund who at the time I, I think it's like that. eight weeks old maybe. Yeah. I'm raising a puppy. I've never done that before. I'm not looking uh, forward to it. Reginald is the name of the yep, dog. Reginald. It's entire. It can't just be Reginald. It has to be like oh, wait, is, is Sir, be Reginald, Sir Reginald. Oh, so you want Esquire the third? Well, the 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 younger listeners will understand this, but um, so for him to have his papers from the American Kennel Club, he has to have a full name. So oh, Derek gave him his middle name, and since oh. he is a hot dog, it is Reginald Glizzy Rodkey. Glizzy? Yeah, it's like a urban dictionary thing for a hot dog, a gun, or a male extremity. <laughs> we'll this just leave it to that. This is why you don't like kids named near animals. I encouraged it. Oh, wow. Little little Reggie Glizzy. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> no. All right. So let's move on to uh I actually Rob yes. has this week's dad shout out of the week. So I'm gonna hand it right Absolutely. over to you, buddy. So for for me, this is it's it's, it's emotional, but I got a shout out because my best man from my wedding, Joe LeBlanc. Who is going to be leaving me against my will? How and be moving to Florida, many many hours away, because um, you be changing duty stations. But as a dad, he is dealing with all of that. He has two amazing sons. In fact, his oldest Noah was my ring bearer. So the strain of changing schools is, uh, you know, he's dealing with all of that and managing a family as well as keeping his professional life together. Uh, I got I got to give the man a shout out because he has been busting his hump, and and I just know he's he's holding back the emotions too of moving away from his best friend. At least I better be his best friend. Maybe maybe these uh, feelings only go one way, and he's just using me. I don't know. It's a possibility. I, mean, <laughs> I, I got to meet Joe uh, at the wedding, and super nice guy, super great guy. Uh, got to spend a little time with him and his wife at the rehearsal dinner. Um, mm-hmm. he sat at the same table with, um, me and Caitlin and then, uh, Jerrica and her two kids. Yep. So they, they, they mean, they mean, a, they mean a lot to us. Cause it was funny as you go back to, you go back to my wedding, you had me, the groom, Ashley, the bride, Derek, a groomsman. So three of us, all three of us clearly in the wedding, but same thing with them. We had Joe, best man, Brooke bridesmaid noah the uh ring bearer we're just like your your family is every bit a part of this wedding as much as we are even ain't that the truth <laughs> no and then you had two-thirds of the donnelly family in there too exactly um but yeah joe's super great guy also a member of water's edge church uh yep. where i go to church except he goes to the newport news campus so i do not get to see him that often uh, but I actually found that out when I, Caitlin told me, like we were on the way home from the rehearsal and, um, I think Brooke had said something to her about it. She's like, does your husband play in the band? I'm like, 
Yes. <laughs> but, to be, but to be honest, though, our shout yeah. out, and as depressing it as it is for me, it, it kind of leads perfectly into what we want to talk about today. That's true. Uh, but before we actually get into our main subject of the um, of today's uh, conversation, uh, I, I'm going to go through with my uh, my dad moment of the week. And yeah. it's 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 a, a little difficult, not really overly difficult to talk about. But at the same time, um, with with Bobby, um, every a lot of times he's gotten really, really good at listening and actually paying attention to his surroundings, like especially walking to the, school, uh, the bus stop in the morning to when he goes to school. Um, when he hears a car, he hears others say, hey, Rob, hey, Bobby, there's a car coming. He'll like walk over to the side of the street and he'll stand there. And I'll usually like walk up next to him, like and grab him by like just the back of his hoodie, just to make sure he doesn't bolt. Because a big thing uh, people don't know uh, or may not know about kids on the spectrum is that um, a lot of times they have no perception on danger and what can happen around them and what kind of situations they can get themselves in. And Bobby does have a tendency to want to just like run and just be free and not have any worry whatsoever. So, um, Saturday, uh, Caitlin was out shopping with her parents. I took Bobby to music and then we, I stopped and got uh, cookie text. Uh, they were having a pop-up store uh, or pop-up event at uh, Beans Ice Cream over in um, Cosin. Shout out to Beans. Honestly, super great ice cream. Really good. And uh, Bobby loves it over there. Nice. But uh, but when we were walking out of the store, he actually did fairly well. Um, when I was getting everything, he just found a seat and he sat down and he stayed there. Because it was it was pretty busy. So I was, I was like, very happy that it was just kind of like chill. And when I called, I was like, hey, Bobby, all right, time to go. He's like, okay. He like just stood up and just kind of walked over. And Except he bolted out the door. And like I could, could not catch him. Like I would try juggling like three different things and trying oh, to catch him. Yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking. I got very, very lucky that there was no one driving around the parking lot at that time. <sighs> and that, it, it's that like just that thought flashed in my head and it's just one of those things that, and as a dad that terrifies you and ages you like no nothing Mm -hmm. else so like the whole time the whole i had no idea this was this was coming so i'm I'm sitting here like i'm like just tell me bobby's okay tell me bobby's okay (laughs) bobby's fine uh no issues it's just bobby being bobby uh i got him to the car i got him in a seat because uh bobby does sit in a car seat that is designed for kids on the spectrum. Uh, so that way he stays seated and stays buckled. And I remember I used to get really upset and want to yell or like, but at the same time going that route really scares him and I don't want to do that. So when he was seated, I took a couple deep breaths and I, I just kind of took his hand and I was like, buddy, we can't do that because if there is another car, they may not see you and you may get hurt. So just trying to explain it to him. And this is something with Bobby that I really, really just starting to notice 
and especially in the last six months or so, is that he's starting to actually uh, he's always understood what we're saying, mm-hmm. but he's starting to have those like facial cues that like understanding in his. It's like he's bodies. taking in the words that you're saying, but he can read the emotion on your face. The the sever severe exactly. Effect. So when I told him, I was like, "Listen, buddy, we can't do that again. We have to stay safe. We can't just like he." It was the first time in a really long time where he said, "Okay," and he says it all the time. But like he, it, it felt like the words landed, and yeah. I, there was like um, one of my dad moments from back in like June or July or something like that. I was talking about how. Um, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if what I say to my son lands or not, but I can tell it's getting easier to tell with him now that when we're talking about something, it lands Mm -hmm. and he understands. And, but I just remember the, like for a while after that, like the drive home and getting home and just letting him play outside. And I'm just standing in our kitchen. I'm just like, and, and I'm doing the dad thing where it's like, am I doing the right thing? Did I do this right? How could I have done this differently? But I ran pretty close to like walking or following a path in my head that leads us into our discussion topic today. And that is something that, and we like to make jokes. We like to laugh. We like to have a good time, me and Rob. But oh, yeah. today we want to talk about something that is near and dear to our hearts and something that we've kind of touched on in the last episode too. And that is the importance of mental health, um, specifically uh, dealing with depression, not just in dads, but in men in general. And yeah. uh, I think one of the biggest things is I was reading some statistics let me see here if I can find it because I actually have it written down. Um, approximately 68% of women and 57% of men who have mental health issues are actually parents. So let's think about that real quick. It's like it just it's a fairly large number in this country of people who are do, struggling with anxiety, depression, uh, PTSD. I mean, there's so much out there that has that are considered mental health problems and 50 57% of those who suffer who of those men who suffer are parents yep i mean and that's i truly truly feel like that is a big deal and something that definitely needs to be talked about because I mean, it's, it it can be a struggle. I mean, not just being a parent, but just, especially if you don't accept it or if you don't think about it or you try and push it away because then you're not acknowledging what's going on with you. I mean, it's just like, it's like any other sickness or disorder. It's, if you don't get it treated, if you don't pay attention to it, it's just going to fester and get worse to a point where, God forbid, I mean, the, the suicide statistics amongst oh, yeah. those... Men who, men are almost four... The, the suicide rates are 
men are it's almost four times more suicides were men than women last 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 study i saw was in 2019 it was 3.6 times men to women and 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 unfortunately a lot a lot of this i believe stems from we we have a society now where men are supposed to be tough you know like basically no no emotion no feeling but that's not that's not true at all men you know we all everyone has feelings but we don't get to share them or have them affect us as much you always get told toughen up suck it up walk and, it off yeah walk it off we, we we too many too many men tell themselves that every day i spent many years doing that uh, before i started to get treated and um that unfortunately then leads to individuals who feel they have no way out and then you start getting the realm of suicidal ideations and god forbid something someone actually goes through with it i believe it's it, i was looking at some statistics earlier where it's 60 men across the world uh we lose 60 men every hour across the world to suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's especially being veterans. Like, Oh yeah. Veteran suicide, ugh, act, active duty. Like, like I said, these, these, these aren't, and like I said, like, we're not, we're not pointing out that men are the only one who have this problem. This is across all genders and any, any race, but absolutely, I mean, we're, we're here to, you know, focus on dads. And one big problem right now is, especially if you're a dad, especially if you were the breadwinner also in your family, if you're the one that, say, your wife or your girlfriend looks up to you for the kids, maybe for that final say-so, or always just values your opinion or kind of lets you do what you want, essentially. I'm not saying that you're the guy who's making all the decisions for the house, but may, maybe you, you kind of know that your say opinion carries maybe a little bit more weight. You yeah. also then have that stress where it's like, what if I mess this up? Yeah. And especially in a time where we're currently in with, um, with the pandemic, with COVID, uh, while we're definitely on a brighter side of it right now versus where we were say even a year ago, I mean, there's still people who are struggling to find work. There are people who are struggling to find jobs um, in their chosen field and what they excelled in before. So having to find something that may not be what the lifestyle that you have given your family in the past, I mean, it's, it, it's something that is incredibly daunting. And I think the biggest thing is that we're going to be not necessarily preaching, but really just kind of advocating for any of our listeners or anyone anywhere that might listen to this is that one, you're not alone. And two, and two, it's getting to a point where admitting where you need help. And that's, and I think that's the worst thing is that we need to remove the stigma in our society that admitting you need help, I mean, is 
something it's not, it's to be frowned upon. It's it not is, weakness. It is a it's strength. strength. Absolutely. It is, it is a strength which you need to possess. You I mean, realize how strong of an individual you have to be to be able to step back from a situation, look at yourself and be like, there's something wrong with me. I need assistance. I can't do this on my own. That exactly. is one of the toughest things that anyone will ever have to do, especially men, I believe, because, again, they were always supposed to be the ones who figure it out or just deal with it. Exactly. And and there's a lot of people out there, and something that a lot of people may not know is that 10 – let me see here. I'm getting this from – oh. I'm trying to cite my sources at the same time. So that way, (laughs) but uh, there's actually, let me see here. This is coming from the journal of American medicine. um, That 10% of all new fathers worldwide also experience postpartum depression after their children are born. Hmm, So that's random fact right there that a, a lot of people don't realize that while absolutely understanding um, a, a woman who suffers from postpartum and I've, I've seen it. It's incredibly oh, yeah. difficult. It's incredibly, I mean, it, it, it is something that can tear you apart. So it's, but, I think the best thing then that we, we can also do is just kind of, we can we can kind of speak from our own experiences, like how how if if you can now hopefully after listening to Rob and I just kind of take that moment and think to yourself, how is this how you're feeling? How do you go about getting help? First off, I'm just gonna give a shout out because I wrote this down from the get go that if you are having any thoughts of harming yourself, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That is the mm-hmm. suicide prevention hotline is completely anonymous. Go help yourself. Anyone you can ask 20 different people. They will all say they would much rather listen to your complaints than attend your funeral. Absolutely. But yep. if you don't fall into that realm, first thing you should do is contact your doctor, your normal primary care doctor, have a sit down to have them take a look, make sure you know, do a blood blood test. Make sure you are chemically balanced, because that could also be another thing. As we get That's older, the, you know, men especially, we lose we lose testosterone. Not having and not producing the same testosterone. What we do, we gain weight. We lose hair. Or we don't have the same sexual prowess that we used that we used to. We became we become tired and sluggish. Like these are all things that are just part of getting older. But some people might also look at it as that is the type of thing, man, I'm not so much of a man anymore. Then that leads to depression. Go talk to your doctor. Let them know how you're feeling. And then if and then if you don't, you know, if, God forbid, you don't have any kind of health insurance or that becomes an issue, there's got to there's gotta be at least someone in your life that you feel like you can talk to. And that's the biggest thing is finding someone that you can talk to or open up to. But also... I think a big thing that I want to point out to anyone who's listening to this, if you are worried about a friend or you're worried about someone, the first thing is reach out, 
Just connect, make the connection. Don't say, Oh, Hey, just texting you. Cause I'm worried about you. Just, Hey, how you holding up? Especially in this day and age in the pandemic and COVID and everything else, reach out to people. I mean, cause someone could be struggling without even knowing that they're struggling. So, I mean, that's one of the biggest things is just reaching out to one another and connecting and making sure that people are okay. That that's that's probably I think the main thing that social media can really help with. A lot of social media nowadays in my opinion is used for way too much garbage than anything except for memes. Memes are get from the Memes comments. are pretty amazing, yeah. <laughs> but you have this long list of people. It, no hardly anybody likes to actually like pick up a phone and like hold a conversation. That's why text messaging became so popular. It's kind of like conversation at your own pace or whatever you want. But it takes almost no effort at all just to maybe look at, say, your friends list and say, you know what? I haven't talked to that person. Maybe even since high school. Just reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? How's the family? I, I, honest, I honestly do that all the time. And then, and then another – actually, another um, opportunity that I use so I don't have to, like, schedule these things or anything like that is I just had my birthday, actually, two weeks ago. Yep. All those people that reach out to you and just all they do is just say happy birthday. Like they'll post on Facebook or they'll message you and say, hey, happy birthday, bud. I, I respond to every single one of those. Be like, hey, thanks. You know, how's the family? How are you? It, it probably it catches a lot of people off guard. That's true. You mm-hmm. just got to pick, pick their brain a little bit. Just see how they're doing. I mean, it's it truly is important to recognize what's going on. And there's a lot of different signs and let me see if I can find, I I'm sorry if this sounds weird, but I'm just really, (laughs) I I, I have a bunch of uh, screens on my computer uh, where we're um, recording at the moment. And I wanted to make sure I had stuff available so I can, because I I think a big thing is like, uh, like risk factors for, depression or look this is saying like risk factors for paternal depression uh some of the risk factors is difficulty developing an attachment with your child i mean that's huge i mean i i i know some people who had issues connecting with their kids and that could totally lead to i mean just feeling like you're not good enough or you're not able to connect with your kids. So yeah. therefore you just, yeah. you're not a good parent. And I, think, so. and I think another thing is I, something I personally suffered from, especially that affected my kids was the, the little things that they irritate you. They become huge, huge things on your day that okay. irritate you. And then if say Derek didn't do a particular chore, that would just, irritate me so bad and i wouldn't take it out on him but he knew like i was clearly more pissed off than i should have been and then what does that end up doing then another symptom you then just try to find other things to be pissed off about yeah because when you're when you're depressed you tend to you can a lot of times feel weak or you know you just you feel like you're just flawed but in that anger, you, you can feel almost like a sense of empowerment and you don't want to let it go. But it just makes things so much worse. And that's a big thing right there is 
feeling powerful, feeling in control when in reality you don't have control over your life and what's going on. Exactly. Where you think you're controlling a situation, you have no control over your even self. Exactly. So, I mean, that's something to be aware of. I mean, it is a big, big warning sign. Another is a lack of support from your family or your friends. I mean, like I feel bad, especially for those who serve in the United States military and they're away from family and friends and especially, I mean, spouses when their loved Mm -hmm. ones go overseas. I mean, obviously you can speak to this way more than I can because I was in the Coast Guard and I just hung out in Connecticut. So, (laughs) but like having like your spouse go overseas and you are the one at home, you are the one that's in charge of all this. And I mean, that's, it's a lot of stress and it causes anxiety. Anxiety can lead to depression. And I mean, that's not having, and especially if you're, married to someone in the military and you live far away from your family, Mm -hmm. not having any type of support. I mean, that's, it's daunting and it's exhausting. I'm sure. I mean, like I said, I I personally can't speak from experience with that, but that, so I, I spent about nine months uh, living in California while my ex-wife and the kids lived uh, in Virginia and one of the main issues that you had to deal with is just that constant. Well, she dealt with it a lot more than I did, but it applies to all. It's just creating those scenarios in your head and that something's wrong, something's going wrong, something's yeah. got to be wrong. You know, you're like you live on the other side of the country, live on the other side of the world. It can't. It can't be okay. No, everything can't be okay. So yeah. those are those are huge hurdles that you have that you do have to deal with um they even perfect today actually um my work actually hit me up saying ask if i could leave on monday <laughs> just out of the blue yeah yes. and um it would have been for like two weeks so i let so one thing is like one that creates a stressor on me it's like we got halloween coming up Ashley's getting her new puppy uh we got, we got a lot going on so She's a champ, so she deals yeah. with everything so much better. But in my head, first thing I think of is, is oh crap, how is the stressor now? This caused depression is going to make me miss a holiday that my son loves. And then on top of that, I got to worry about her and the, how her being depressed that I'm going to be gone, even though it's only two weeks. It's just, yeah, the mil- Ugh, I do not. So glad I'm not active duty anymore. <laughs> but at the, but at the same time, I I feel, I feel like it sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, luckily I don't have I don't have to leave. So. So another one, especially for parents, uh, is a change in relationship with your partner. Oof. I mean, I, my it's... my depression aside, that's no, never never. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm not saying. No, you're good. Good. I'm not saying that the. Anyone who cheats or has an affair, that that's on them. But I will be the first one to say that my depression and my mood disorder that I'm still being treated for yeah. um, was probably the biggest killer of my marriage. Yeah. So I mean that's that's some that's something that it kind of just learns. I'm I'm not the same person that I used to be at all. Yeah. But just kind of learn to 
deal with it through finding help and actually talking to professionals and getting it off your chest. Like talking here and putting like my crazy story out there. It's one of the most freeing now feelings that there is because I just kind of hope now it's, you kind of take that. It's almost, it's almost like a, like a drug addict. I kicked the habit. Now let me speak on my experiences and let hopefully someone can hear it and say, you're, you're not alone. Yeah. There, there, there's, there's crazier out there, or you might even have one crazier than me. Please let me know. So I could feel better about it. (laughs) Maybe get it off your chest and feel a little bit better. Make me feel better too. But I also think that a, a big thing as far as this topic is concerned or a change in relationship, it's not just like, um, like going through divorce or separation or something like that, but like having a child and, or having multiple kids, I mean, can change the level of intimacy in your marriage. It can change how you perceive marriage to be. I mean, it's, it it can be very, very hard, Mm -hmm. um, and can cause you to withdraw and, and that's something else withdrawing and becoming depressed or separating yourself from what's going on inside of your home and not pursuing. And you just, honestly, the biggest thing is talking about it. And I mean, that's, it, it, it can cause things to get, go from bad to worse as far as, especially your relationship with your spouse or partner. I have, so, a, I have a very good friend of mine, actually, uh, this past weekend, it was about three weeks ago. He hit me up. This is like right after the wedding. He was like, they have, there's, they have two sons. One mm-hmm. I believe is four. The other one is only a, is like only a couple months. So mom's a little stir crazy now. You know, of course, that's probably going to put a little strain on the relationship because now they're both stressed the heck out. So he hit me up a couple of weeks ago and he's like, his wife wants to, needs to get out. She's getting stir crazy. Would Ashley and I be interested in like going on an adult night out? We're like, absolutely. So we went out um, Saturday, went to dinner, and then we did, went and did an escape room. It was oh, Ashley's, nice. Ashley's first time at it, and we've done like a, a couple of them. So she was so worried about being the dumb one of the group. But she actually did really well, so kudos to her. But that, that's 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 a perfect situation of is there's a couple who I don't know for sure, but I'm going to put in a, a small assumption on it the way it came across it. You know, there's a lot of stressors that could later on affect a relationship, and they acknowledged it. Yeah. And, and they found a way to then get help by – reaching out to people they cared about. I think that seems to be the common theme and what we're trying to get across here is just Absolutely. don't talk about it. You just reach out to somebody and just talk about it. Cause that's and I, honestly and, uh, what's going to help you the most. And I'm a hundred percent honest. If anyone reaches out and they feel like, if you feel like you have no one to talk to, I work from home. I got plenty of free time. Hit me up. <laughs> we, and we, honestly, we reach out. Reach, I give out the email address to the show every single episode. If you yeah. need someone to talk to, I mean, we're, we'll happily 
message back and although we do encourage you to find professional help we're not really professionals we're really not i mean i i'm a professional bug killer but that's about the only thing i'm professional at. i don't think i'm professional at anything (laughs) fake it until i make it exactly all right uh and one last factor risk factor i guess is lack and i'm sure we could probably both attend the speak from experience with this is lack of having a positive male role model where in your case it was your dad was a piece of shit and (laughs) fair way and in my case losing my dad at a young age um i i got i i struggled with depression and i did actually see a therapist for a while when i was in my teenage years uh, I could probably benefit with going to see a professional therapist probably now in my thirties too. Um, but the biggest, one of the biggest reasons as after losing my dad was being depressed and um, definitely struggling. And my mom saw it before I did or recognized it before I recognized it. But I was also like 14, 15 at the time. So that was gonna help how old you were. I was I was super young. So I think I did about a year and a half of therapy, um, just once a week. And it, it, it definitely helped out. But one of the biggest things that really helped me out of that was having positive male role models in my life. My friend's dad or became like a big influence on my life and was 90% of the reason why I joined the Coast Guard to begin with. And I'm now at a point where, in all honesty, I, I mean, yes, I would benefit from probably seeing a therapist and um, working out any residual issues I have in my life. But at the same time, I have my father-in-law, who yeah. is literally one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life, hands down. So... Like Rusty my issues, amazing. Rusty is amazing. And you guys have met Rusty on the show. You did a bracket challenge with us. Uh, and I've talked about him enough. But um, but having that positive male role model in your life can help, um, A, form your identity as a, not just a man, but as a father as well. Um, but to have someone, especially maybe of an older generation or an older uh, male role model in your life, like a father-in-law or a father, what have you. I mean, having someone like that, that you can kind of lean on and depend on and just talk to who had probably has the experience themselves and can help guide you through it. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's invaluable. It really is. So, yeah. Um, growing up without my, without my dad, However, um, you did. I don't know. Um, one of my grooms, Mark, he had the long hair. What kind of yeah. Guy? yeah, 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 yeah. I met, I met him. He's he's eleven years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him when I was eight or nine. My mom, we would go to the grocery store. He was one of the bag boys, and me and him would talk sports and wrestling. Yeah. And then he basically had almost adopted me, kind of like as a little brother. But yeah. he was like the male role model for me. And we went and hung out, and we and we did things. He, as long as my mom paid the tickets, like we go to amusement parks and everything yeah. like that. Like, and I'm, I've, me and him now have been going strong for almost thirty freaking years. But yeah, having a single mothers can do it. Don't get me wrong. I watched my oh, mom absolutely. do it, but I learned 
exponential amounts of information from having a positive male role model around. So I'm pretty sure we've gone over just about everything that we can, because we are not professionals by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. And, and, we, and we could talk y'all's ear off because we honestly do care about this topic so much that we honestly really just want anyone who has any kind of feelings of being down or they're feeling, if you're feeling like you're just not enough or that you're failing, just no problem, no in the whole world, those problems only exist in your head, but to the rest of the world, they don't exist until you let the world know. Exactly. And honestly, that's, if we can draw a fine line or multiple lines in bold and italics, the biggest thing that we want to leave with you is that if you are having a problem, if you do need someone to talk to, do not be too proud. Do not it, that's the worst thing you could possibly do is let your pride get in the way of seeking help. Or if you know someone who's going through it, if you're going through or just going through anything, I mean, reach out. The only way we can help each other is if we open the line of communication and talk to one another. And like Rob mentioned earlier, if you are at a point in your life where you don't see a way out, if you feel like there is just no no hope left the national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 you can also contact lifeline in crisis chat which is an online resource and there's also the national alliance on mental illness at 800-950-6264 or if you're not comfortable with actually speaking with someone you can text nami at 741741 we are also going to have this information in the information bubble of the episode as well. So the biggest thing we can say is we are here for you. You, uh, and uh, I'm going to just say something real quick because um, one of the biggest things that helped me and maybe Rob disagrees with me on this and I respect him and love him and uh, it's okay. But one of the biggest things that helps me get through my day and get through my life is my relationship with Jesus. And I am a Christian. I firmly believe that God has me in the palm of his hands and it is through Jesus that I have found a much better way to live my life. So, uh, that is what I believe. Um, like I said, not everybody is, is church folk, but at the same time, um, if you need anything, if you need to talk, if you just need just an ear, or if you need prayer, or if you need anything, go ask your father for at gmail.com. We'd be happy to talk with you. Um, there are numbers or just reach out to a friend. But Absolutely. at the same time, we are not mental health professionals. <laughs> <laughs> so if you feel like that is something that you can benefit from, speak with your doctor. They'll get you connected with someone that can speak with you and take it at your own speed. But don't be too proud. Exactly. Say, I don't. It's hate. Be say, a man. I, Ask for help. Exactly. So, uh that's going to be it for this episode of Go Ask Your Father. I know this was a very, very heavy episode. 
and definitely we will bring the funny we We will bring the funny uh actually we uh, our next episode uh will be going back to our discussion series where we will handle how those men and women in capes handle parenthood they're so bad they're so bad at it especially batman god what an ass he didn't have them though no yes he did we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later so um so on behalf of me, Rob, and him, Rob, uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. And until next time. Bobby, say bye-bye. Bye-bye.